0: Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eat teams like Scrammy's topped with cheese. It's Philadelphia, both and Zach kicking it cooler than three when Till Zach runs off with his valet key, He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice. On some birds with friends, the early bird gets the worm, but furs getting turned like a turn. On some birds with friends, bullshit <laughs> Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings. On they can feel like bathing suits. One day, you
1: know,
0: what? One... <laughs> finish it up. Birds with <laughs>
2: Sometimes you gotta what take a What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is is revealing, but what they conceal was vital, right? So,
1: <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to Birds with Friends Thursday afternoon, following the Eagles' hottest and longest practice of the summer thus far. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk about it all. Marissa, looks like you are uh, you are back home. How you doing?
3: I'm doing great. Um. And I have to start the show with this because it was just so awesome. My mom was at the Jersey shore yesterday and she was walking down to the water and she says, she says, that guy has a birds with friends shirt on. So she went up and said, hi, you listen to birds with friends. I'm the producer's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Or my daughter produces the show, something along those lines. So she was very excited to meet a loyal listener down at the Jersey shore. and, And then and the guy was we like, Marissa? <laughs> yes, he told her congratulations yeah. on the wedding. Nice. So, yes, very awesome. Shout out to uh, Brad, I believe. Brian, Brian Baker. So, really awesome. Yeah. Lo- love the, the deep op community getting to meet my mom at the I feet, mean, seeing, so. it, yeah, seeing, seeing a Birds
1: of Friends shirt in the wild is, is really a lot of fun. Yeah, yep,
3: exactly. How are you guys doing?
2: I'm good. Zach, how are you doing? How many showers deep are we today? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this podcast. Uh, second, sh- I've had two showers the morning and when I got back from practice, and I do want to apologize. Uh, I-, I feel it is important to Amo do a it culpa? in front of our audience here, and uh, because it was rude the last episode when you were making a point. I, I listened back, and I understand that the, the trade occurred, uh, and I got text messages. Nonetheless, <laughs> um, I no, it's 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 rude to be talking to somebody. You know, have you ever been at a bar? And someone's in conversation, and like someone else is looking over, like they're looking over your shoulder because someone more important they think is behind you. Well, yeah. Uh, the the Phillies text there that the I, I didn't take it as it was more is,
1: important. It was just no.
2: Funny. I agree, but the the bottom line is you deserved my attention. Well, that's okay. That.
3: Yeah, no. I, I think I, you were like you know looking ahead to the bigger trade later that day. I think you were like, knew something was coming. It was, you know. No, like, I literally, I, I, I got bored.
2: worried the Eagles did something. That That's I, exactly I, what I happened.
1: Don't, I, don't, I don't think it was uh, anything that you need to apologize for, but it was very funny that you said, I know you were talking about Devontae <laughs> Smith. About yeah.
2: When I listened back to the show, I was like, that's that's not good.
1: Uh, but anyway. Did you then think that when you re-listened, did you think that it was a trenchant point that I made, that it was really, you know, in-depth analysis that you missed out on?
2: I thought it was a good point that you made. As I said, you, you observe practice well, right? Was, That's me. And, and Hurts. The, the, the
1: observer and the takesman.
2: Hurts and A.J. Brown are important uh, parts of this team, right? So that was a good point. That was a worthy discussion. That's Anyways, right. there was a big practice today, longest one of the summer, hottest one of the summer, so a lot to discuss today.
1: A little quack-dis report mm-hmm. uh, that we will get to. I, I guess we could also spend some time, uh, if there's anything we need to say about the, the Jason Kelsey story that is up uh, on the an
3: incredible story you guys did such a good job shout out to both of you Major and it's
2: flex. Nice it's to not say. false modesty to obviously say. Like, obviously like Bo, on your
1: radar as an offensive line yeah. story
2: yeah yeah Bo was the anchor for that story that that was that was um a big chunk of we, we must be a getting some negative
1: comments if goal. you're gonna you're gonna keep playing that card you know they would distance no. yourself from the story <laughs>
2: i'm not no trust me i i i want to take more credit for that story right i i mean and uh from reader response from the comments it's it's gone over as well as I expected.
1: Well, I think uh, we can talk about it now before we get to the Quackus report. I think one of the fun things about it was uh, like just getting these guys uh, to talk. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a, a testament to Kelsey, how like excited and how willing and eager they were to talk about him. The, the best example of that to me was, was Vati Vaitai who, you know, we were in the locker room with for, for three or four years. And, you know, a very nice guy, a bit of a gentle giant, but not the most uh, verbose locker room interview. And I get, him on the, I get him on the phone to talk about Jason Kelsey, and he's, he's honking for like 15 minutes uninterrupted. I ask one question, and he goes on this soliloquy, like pouring his heart out about, about this
2: guy. So I thought that was, that was kind of fun. On the phone, did you call him Halapulavati or did you call him Big V?
1: I have, I have, of course said Halapulavati. Halapulavati. That's the lesson I learned from you. And I, uh, I, I take that and move forward with it.
2: <laughs> Good. Yeah, No, does. I, I had a similar uh, reaction to that story. What, what, what jumped out to me is, is that like who he is when you hear him talk is who he is at all at all times. Like you, you hear him sometimes be angry. You hear him sometimes um, like be be really into, the game. You hear him sometimes, like defend his teammates, be a, a loyal teammate. And uh, the the quote that we had at the top of the section, which he said last year, where he he said like the the locker room and the cafeteria are the reasons why he he keeps playing. All the stuff um, in the first section about how smart he is as a player. Uh, like I, I thought we did a really good job hammering that home. And you know the example of Vata that uh, Vitae gave about the blitz in the, in the giants game. That's Swindle. that's great examples. But, but the, the behind, like the behind the scenes, the parts that we don't see, um, about the type of teammate that he is, like the type of friend he is. And Marissa can attest to this. Like these guys spend so much time with each other, Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, who have been teammates together since 2013, just imagine like the amount of meetings they've sat in, you know, times in the locker room, they sat together and the old line for, all our, I assume most of our listeners have never been in the Eagles locker room. The O-line is together in the back corner of the locker room. It's just a row of, of offensive linemen. Outside of three Chip Kelly years, when Chip Kelly had the, the, the whole team scattered, the offensive line has been together. So those guys are with each other 12 hours a day often.
1: It's kind of a good example of like a, just a dumb thing that Chip did just to do something. like. You don't need to no, split the offensive lineman. Let's.
2: I like it because you know an offensive lineman can be next to a wide. I like receiver. the idea yeah. of it, but
1: like a, for a position yeah. like that, it makes sense. Like let's yeah. let's let's keep these guys together. Um, yeah, we don't need to keep talking about it and keep gassing ourselves up. And I don't want to make too much of it, but uh, yeah, it was a fun story to do. Um,
2: and and I I just want to say this too. There oh, I, I meant a- to say
1: to your point. Sorry to what you yeah. were just saying. Like who he is 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 who he is. Uh, I think that's, you know, it's the same thing that like Zach Ertz talked about, like what resonates with Philadelphia is just being your authentic self. Yep. Um, and I think I think that that plays out for him as well. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: So there was a, a comment and I actually saw a few comments like this uh, when we posted the story on Twitter where people were, were saying, oh, I, I want to read this, but I, you know, it costs money. Um, we always ask you to subscribe, but I can say if, if you just click on the link and you don't subscribe, you can subscribe today for one dollar a month. Uh, I think I, I personally think I, I would never tell someone how to spend their money. I didn't even know I, we had that deal, but I think that's a, a good way to, uh, you know, for $1 to read that story. And then I promise you thereafter, we will give you your money's worth every month.
1: If it's a dollar.
2: Well, even if it's more than a dollar, I, 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 have, I, I like our content and across the board. Like I I think the athletic is a terrific product for our customers. I agree.
1: But I mean, you know. As far as what we can promise, I mean, we can. I think we can deliver a dollar, but I don't know.
3: Yeah, definitely. You guys do great work.
1: Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> let's talk, Let's 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 get into the uh, the Quactus report here, Zach. And um, I think, well, I, think
2: we, I I think we should do a uh, just a, a news update. We don't have to have to do oh, the okay. Song, well, before we but... get to
1: the Quackus report, why don't we? Uh, Wait, wait, oh, wait. It's, uh, um, that's right. I'm sorry. We've got, uh, we, we, we have to send it over now. We have breaking news from the Nova Care complex uh, via the Philadelphia suburbs. We send it now to Zach Berman, the Stone Cold Newsman.
2: Some notable injuries at the Nova Care complex today. Left tackles Jordan Mailata and Andre Dilworth, both out of practice, with concussions, the, the concussions were sustained during Tuesday's practice. Also, Devontae Smith out with a groin injury. Nick Sirianni says the Eagles know how important Smith is to the organization and are being cautious with him. Uh, Mac McCain with a knee injury. Greg Ward with a toe injury. And Grant Calcaterra with a hamstring injury. Those injuries we knew about. Those players continue to be sidelined. Uh, Zach Paschal Practice today on a limited basis. Good seeing number three out there. Of course, as we have covered, probably more in depth than uh, we needed, Uh, he had an illness. Uh, He had food poisoning and that sidelined him for a week. And then I think the biggest news in football yesterday, the news that that stunned the football world that had everyone talking, all the national shows discussing this Richard Rodgers passed his physical, activated off the PUP list and back in an Eagles uniform eligible to practice. So Richard Rogers out there, uh, for the Eagles back to you. I actually don't think that he was out there today. He wasn't practicing, right? No, but he was eligible to practice. Yeah. No, I, I, I believe he was out there. I I don't think he was practicing, but he was out there. He was, he wasn't out on the side, but yeah, Yeah. he wasn't
1: practicing big stuff. Dick Rod, you think he's going to make the team?
2: oh, I don't think he's going to make the 53. I think he's going to be on the practice squad and they can activate him if they need to. I can't imagine they guarantee that salary, right?
1: Neither can I, but, you know, where there's a, where there's a dick rod, there's a way.
2: And, and the tight end position, uh, you know, with, with Calcaterra back, I, I think they probably like uh, uh, the Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll and Grant Calcaterra. It was nice talking to Jack Stoll today. Jack Stoll and Cam Jurgens. Longtime friends. They went to Nebraska together. Stoll uh, was there when Juergens visited, and Stoll thought Juergens was coming to college with him, and Juergens was like 15 years old at the time. (laughs) He's like, man, this guy's a big guy. Uh, They are currently looking for a place to live together in the Philadelphia area. So this could be like the new Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard. I
1: would imagine that uh, Cam is going to be paying a little bit more of his share of the rent than than Jack Stoll. Maybe not. I don't know.
2: I, I don't know either.
1: Okay. Anything else that you learned from Jack Stoll? I wasn't but, in on that interview.
2: But we don't need to fill this up with, with Jack Stoll info. I, I, I try to, I, I try to take like a, a certain nugget from every interview that I am am involved in. Right. So.
1: Okay. What was your nugget from? Uh, who else spoke today?
2: Well, I was. It was, actually light, talking, it was a light media day. Yeah, it was. A, it was a, a light media day, and I was talking to um, a team employee during one of the interviews. Someone I, I needed to catch up with. So I. I uh, Jeffrey. Not uh, not Jeffrey. Somebody else. Uh, but. Uh, Julie. So I was. I was not involved in the TJ Edwards nor the uh, uh, the uh, Kyron Johnson press conferences. But look Kyra. forward to speaking. Yes, uh, Kyron. Okay. You say and, tomato, I say tomato. Well, no, I mean
1: it's his name. It, it, is no, it is. It, it is. It, it, there is a correct.
2: It is Kyron. I understand.
1: By the way, what did you make of? Yeah, somebody just asked about this in the comments. What did you make of Jason Baboon's uh, uh, <laughs> comment on the incident that's in the Jason Kelsey story?
2: I thought it was like an interesting defense. He's like, it's not even yeah, a defense. He's
1: not disputing that like, this
2: happened. happened, but Kelsey didn't run around looking the fight. Kelsey ran and told Andy Reid. And it was washable paint. Those were his arguments. Yeah, the fact that
1: it's washable paint doesn't change. Yeah. I guess. I guess that it was described as spray paint by somebody who, not, who, gotcha. not one of us. But uh, by the
2: way, Ash, don't say ZB's Kelsey story. It was Bo and Zach's Kelsey story. Yes.
1: Uh, all right. You know what? Let's let's. We got two breaks to get to. So this is a natural break point. So let's let's take our first break here, and then we'll come back and get into what happened on the field today at practice. All right, back on Birds of Friends. Bo Wolf, Marissa Dunn, Zach Berman. Let's get to the Quactus Report. Zach, uh, I, I think this will probably not surprise you. The uh, the contrarian in me uh, coming out. I've seen a lot of a lot of talk that today was like a dominant day for the defense. I didn't uh, I didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, I thought now there was because of the injuries you stated before, uh, Jordan Milata and Andre Dillard down. That meant that Raven Clark was the first team left tackle. Uh, he has been primarily the third team right tackle so far in camp, and he was uh, getting killed all day. No doubt about it. Jalen Hurts saw more pressure today than he has seen uh, all camp long. Josh Sweat had a sack. Derek Barnett had a sack. Patrick Johnson had a sack, and uh, so things were like there were there were times when it was tough sledding for the offense. But I thought that like Jalen Hurts acquitted himself well. Uh, he didn't turn the ball over. He like he took some check downs when he needed to. I mean, there was a lot of running. It's hard to like there were there were runs where it was, um, you know, tough to tough to decide how many yards there were or whatever. But also there was a one on one. There was a team drill in the red zone where they scored consecutive touchdowns like first and 10 from the 15 or whatever. He hits A.J. Brown, who beats Darius Slay uh, for a a touchdown down the middle of the field. Um, He then like takes a smart second read check down to Boston Scott that. Might have been a touchdown, and then Marcus Epps actually hit him pretty hard. Scott went down, but, but then got up. I didn't think that the offense was bad today. I thought, I mean, the defense made some plays. Uh, the pass rush was definitely yeah, there. I mean, there about. were even times where, where like, uh, the pass rush got there quickly. Jalen Hurts, you know, scrambled and ran for what would have been an easy first down, like a very typical Jalen Hurts play in the face of pressure. I thought it was, I thought it was fine.
2: Well, I, I thought the pass rush was really good today. And yeah,
1: so, so, so Lorena Clark me, was getting smoked. But yeah, that's I, like, that to me given was given like, those limitations and given there was no Devontae Smith today, they were fine.
2: Yeah, that was the story of the day to me. Like I I I've tried holding back on like tweeting practice observations because we're we're giving thorough ones on the athletic, right? I, I, I want you to read the ones uh, that we have. But I was compelled during practice to put out there that like this is the best the pass rush has looked all summer, and of course, having a third string left tackle would contribute to that. Um, but I, I thought like for a team that was near the bottom of the NFL in sacks last year, that made it an off priority to improve the pass rush. Uh, they were living in the backfield today, and they did a really good job. And I'll, I'll say too, the the coverage was also strong, right? I, I mean, I think that uh, if I had to say who has been like the best player in training camp so far, I would say James Bradbury's is up there, right? Like James Bradbury is wow. playing really well. In, you got, in, you in got toasted assumption. by Jalen Rager by Jalen twice Rager, and one yes, on yes, once. yes, I understand that. Um, but look, I'm, I, I mean, if, okay, you're watching, I if you're watching the the uh, uh, 11 on 11s, the team drills. He's been right? good. He's been really good. He's been really good. Um, and, you know. It's not just coverage. He's getting his hands on balls. He's, he's doing a good job. So uh, I think that the, the pass rush and the coverage was, uh, was really good today, and that's why, that's why I thought the defense won the day. I, 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 do, I do agree Jalen Hurts was, more, was efficient. He did what he needed to do. He did not turn the ball over. But if you were scoring this, you'd say the defense won.
1: Sure, but if you think about it in the context of if you went into a game having to start LaRaven Clark at left tackle and playing with Jalen Rager on the field instead of Devontae Smith, like the offense looked like what you would probably expect it to look like. They, they were able to get the ball to A.J. Brown like basically whenever they wanted. Um, A.J. Brown, this was like maybe his best day uh, of camp, I think. Um, he scored a touchdown in the back of the end zone in seven-on-sevens. He, he, he was pretty much having his way with Darius Slay throughout the day except for uh, one rep in the short red zone. But like I don't know, it was fine. You you would have to you would have to like adjust your expectations if that were the case, and I thought they they were fine. Um, but you're right. I mean, you would also on the flip side, if you were going into a game against a team that had to start LeRaven Clark, you would you would think to yourself, all right, the pass rush better get home in this game, and they did. You know, even sure, even
2: but, uh, your boy Derek Barnett and Patrick Johnson getting in on the fun. But to use that that logic, if the Eagles were were playing in a game. And they, the opposing pass rush was in Jalen Hurts' face all game. We we wouldn't say, well, it's okay because they had their third string left tackle. No, like you'd still say the story of the game is the quarterback was getting beat up, right? I mean, Jalen Hurts was lucky he was wearing a red jersey today Um, because if if he wasn't, you know, he'd be, he'd be on the ground quite a bit.
1: Well, and it's a. a, a a good reminder that the Eagles are fortunate to have uh, the offensive line that they do have, Um, you know, I mean, this is their third string. And probably like, if it were, if it were a game situation, they would probably move things there. Like, I don't think that Raven Clark is going to make the team. So this is not really the kind of thing that they would have to worry about. They would, they would figure something else out.
2: Well, who would it have been, right? Like, like, let's say, let's say this happens uh, during, yeah you know, a Jordan Mailata gets down with the concussion. Now, do you think as somebody Andre Dillard was in, 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 gets, the, in
1: the chat, who do you think that like Jordan Milata and Andre Diller did one of those things where they just ran at each other full head of steam from opposite know, sides of the hallway and went, they thought they were trying to go back to last year when they had a head to head competition.
2: You know, I, it's, it's fun, like, I didn't want to say funny concussions are a serious thing, but concussions are, are an injury that you don't usually see this time of year. Right. Um,
1: With the guardian helmets, I mean, you. Yeah. And
2: and Nick Sirianni made the point that that offensive linemen and defensive linemen are having a collision every play. But if you think about concussions, usually you're getting them when when, you know, there's there's kind of more, you know, brunt contact. Right. As as opposed to.
1: I wonder if there's like uh, uh, because they don't know neither of them. Sirianni said neither of them knows when it happened. But I wonder if there's like a guy on the defensive line who's responsible, who's like, who, who's particularly headstrong at, at going at the head, like a guy who wasn't here last year, like I don't know Marvin Wilson or something is the is the concussion maker.
2: Yeah, um, it, you know, I mean, I I I don't want to make light of it at all, um, but because concussions are serious. But I was I was thinking back to uh, to the, you know, Chris Long was on a podcast with. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris Long has a podcast. He had Steve Belichick on his podcast this summer. And I was, <laughs> was sticking his tongue out here <laughs> for our audio listeners. And they were talking about how Bill Belichick throws um, uh, players out of practice if they get in fights during training camp practices, you know, during joint practices. And I think Shield has has made this point in the past. Chris Long said, like him and Kyle were joking that. We should just get in a fight now and, you know, get thrown out of practice so we don't have to have to do this. I don't think Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard uh, wanted to miss practice today. But if there was any practice where you would want to miss, it was probably this one, right? So I suppose that's true. Yes.
1: Uh, where were we? we uh, that There was something pre that diatribe that – We were talking in... about the
2: pass rush. You were saying it was, a, it was yeah. an amazing day for the offense and I was talking about Devontae Smith. Even though everyone me. who is, uh, is evaluating practice today thought the defense won, the athletics football notes are going to say this, this, was, this was like the, the greatest show on turf today. From the
1: <laughs> what were you going to say, Marissa?
3: No, nothing. I was just laughing. There was okay. a question about how you think the both units compared to uh, last year at this time. Hmm. Good, question. good question. That was an interesting one. I so I th- go ahead.
2: No, you first. No, you first.
3: I thought the
1: offense the was really bad. Are here. So you, I think they're here. They want to hear what you have to say.
2: I thought the offense was really bad last last summer. Um there were times last summer where I was like this this is going to be a tough year for these guys, right? I I mean, I I had concerns about the quarterback, I had concerns about the wide receivers. Um you know, I I didn't know what the team was going to look like. And so uh, I remember saying, I think this defense is, is going to be good. And the defense actually turned out to be worse than I expected. Um, but the off play, it was probably because the offense played poorly during training camp, right? I, I think the offense is playing better this year. I think the offense is better this year. And so the defense is probably playing better this year. Um, but uh, I just think they're a better team than they were at this time a year ago. The coaching staff was still trying to figure them out personnel. They were kind of all over the place. They're, they're better now.
1: I think that's, I think that's right. There, there were so many more unknowns all all over the board um, last summer. Uh, and I think that, I think the, I, I don't fully agree with you about last year. I think we talked about it at the time, like the arc of training camp was that the offense sort of got better as, as camp went on uh, like the first week, they looked pretty, pretty bad, but, Jalen Hurts, it seemed to me, got a little bit better as camp went on, but he's definitely better in every way this summer than he was last summer. Um, I think. I mean,
2: they're, they're starting receivers uh, last years: Devonte Smith, Jalen Rager, and Greg Ward, basically, right? Like Travis Fulgham
1: was, was was getting yeah, the first team exactly. for the whole um, for the first ten days of camp.
2: Yeah, uh, Z- uh, Zach Ertz was there, and like no one knew why he was there, right? So they were yeah. they were all of a sudden, you know, the, uh, you had this coach who wanted to play. 11 personnel, but they were playing 12 personnel because Zach Ertz was there and they were just waiting. Devontae Smith was
1: injured? Like-
2: yeah. Um, you know, uh, they were supposed to have this left like, tackle competition, but then Andre Doward went down early in camp. Uh, you know, they, were, they had veterans who, who, you know, they were peeling back from. It was just a, 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 different, a different roster than they were now. So that's, that's why I say, like, last summer's team – Going into the season, I I was skeptical of, of how that offense would look. I, I'd be much more confident in the offense this year.
1: I think that's definitely right, and I and I agree that I mean it's hard to get past the fact that like the 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 players are just better. The roster is better than it was last year. But I, I agree that the that the defense looks better than it did a year ago to some degree. Um. All right. What what else? Uh, what else jumped out to you today from from Quactus?
2: Well. Y- this, this might sound on brand. I thought Joshua had a good day. Uh, I, I thought Derek Barnett had a good day. Derek Barnett was in my notes a few times. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: He had, a, he had a, I think, uh, at least one sack. He was good in one-on-ones as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Coyote Awashika, my boy, was, was taking a second team left tackle reps. Mm-hmm. And I would say that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't all the way look super comfortable there just yet. So
2: I don't think Coyote is a left tackle in the NFL.
1: Do you? I like a starting left tackle, is he Jason Peters? Yeah, I'm not. No, gonna go what's that his far. position?
2: What's his best position? What you say? I think yeah, Lockie guard work. is
1: his best position. But yeah. I think I think I think he's actually had a. He looks okay, like okay for a guy who's not playing, who who, who didn't play that position last year. I think there's there's upside that he could have guard tackle versatility to be thrown in an, in a pinch.
2: So you, a group that has actually impressed me a bit has been their depth defensive tackles, uh, Marvin Wilson and Renell Wren. Even, guys, even
1: Kobe Smith, I feel, has a yeah. little bit of a little bit of junk in his trunk and push behind it.
2: Fifty, right? It, yes. Y- yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's a group that has, I agree with you. Yeah, they were in in Both my notes some here.
1: big, strong, powerful men.
2: And it, if you recall, Marvin Wilson was a top recruit coming out of high school. Uh, I do recall you it was in Florida my uh,
1: it was in my story on the uh, yes
2: yes. The what did you need to know players. about the
1: defense? Exactly. Can you name the other guys who were top 20 recruits out of high school on the roster?
2: uh, This wasn't in your story. I would have to look at the roster. Off the top of my head, A.J. Brown, correct? Um, I'm going to tell you. Let me pull it up. Let's see here. I I believe A.J. Brown, not Jordan Davis. Uh, I don't believe Nacoba Dean either, although Nicoba Dean was a highly rated recruit. I would say, G- I, I would not say Jalen Hurts. Um, I would AJ Brown say- is not correct. AJ Brown is not correct. He was a yeah. huge recruit. Um, Josh Sweat, correct. No, he no was looking number at the chat. I'm not. I'm not looking at the chat. I promise you, I'm not looking at the chat. Um, jo- I, I mean, Josh Sweat was like the number one player in the country. Let me reset of this off. for the people. Oscar who are not Smith High School as, in Chesapeake,
1: Virginia. Close attention. Right. There are five current Eagles who were nationally ranked as top 20 players in the entire class, regardless of position heading into college based on Marvin the Wilson seven is one. Composite. Josh Sweat is another
2: based on the 24 seven composite. Is, is that yes. what it is? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. let's see here. Miles Sanders might be up there. He, Miles he Sanders is incorrect. Okay. <laughs> you you, you, you did it. He was a yes. five-star running back. out. Yeah. Uh, i'm going across their offensive line i mean neither of their starting i
1: will tell you that only one of the three was on the active roster last year
0: hmm.
1: and only one is is projected to make the team this year
2: okay uh was was deon cain one of them
1: Deion Cain was one of them. Very yeah. nice. Deion okay. Kane, number eighteen in the class.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the big school, you know, players, right? Because a top guy is not going to Syracuse. Or Wake Forest. Speak for yourself. Maybe Marilyn. Maybe Maryland. I mean Mike is doing a good job there. Um,
1: All right. I'll give them to you. The, yeah. the other two are Brandon Graham. Okay. And Jacoby Stevens.
2: Yes. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Good
1: job. There you go. Uh, some people are curious about the uh, the Bose Camp Crush. How are we leaning? Are we? Is, is anybody flashing? Not ready to go. Not ready to to make a proclamation just yet. Uh, and and Mario Goodrich, despite being stiff, has made some plays the past couple days. Josh Job is in the mix. Uh, Reed Blankenship, who I mentioned the other day, the undrafted safety from Middle Tennessee, not necessarily my type, but he continues to you know make me pay attention. He's in the mix as well. Uh, I would mention Ali Fayad, the uh, undrafted Sam pass rusher, who has had a few flashes here and there. He's definitely on my radar. None of the offensive linemen uh, at the bottom of the roster looked that great. Like, looked that good to me. Uh, While Bill Dunkel not doing it. Josh Schill's not doing it. Um, none of the down roster receivers particularly making it. What move, did you make although- out of
2: Britton Covey being the top punt returner?
1: Well, I was going to say, although this was Britton Kobe's best day of camp thus far. Um, and I also don't know that I like just because he went first as the punt returner doesn't mean to me that he's the top punt returner. Um, but he was active in, in team drills and in one on ones more so and in, against better competition than he has uh, done throughout camp thus far. So best day for Britton Kobe so far. Maybe that, maybe that, you know, Jeffrey Larry bump is rubbing off after a couple of days.
2: I mean, he he has habits of a highly effective person. So,
1: yeah, but you didn't, have, you never told us what those habits are. I mean, you I just gave us the connection.
2: I I remember one of them is to be assertive. Okay. Right. So that was the one that jumps out. Um, I mean, it's been a bit of time since I read the book.
1: You did uh, read the book.
2: Yes, I did. I I did read the book. Okay. I'm trying to think here what some other ones are.
1: Devin Allen uh, has not been good. He's got he's got a ways to go. It feels like uh, the speed is not really showing up um, and creating space. He had a drop today. It's like one of the best routes that I've seen him run. He got open in uh, one on ones and then dropped the ball. It's uh, it's it's been tough sledding for him so far.
2: Though well, he got a nice shout out from Jalen Hurts yesterday. It's true. When Jalen Hurts was asked if he he thought Quez Watkins was the fastest player in the NFL, and Jalen Hurts walking off the podium says, you know, I think we have an Olympian on our team.
1: Right. So, there you go. Good line. Good line. Um,
3: When will you declare the camp crush? I tried to look last year at what date, but I couldn't find it. I think last year it was
1: early because Coyote made himself known Pretty yeah. early on to me. Uh, I think I have to do it. I was talking about to the ombudsman, um, uh, Brandon Lee Gotten about this. I think I have to do it before the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, because
3: then it like might be obvious. Yeah. Then, it becomes, really then
1: there's more information. You got to, you got to be on the ground floor. I, yeah. if, if, if push were come to shove right now, no, like, you know, veterans uh, who are like unlikely to make the roster are eligible as well. Um, and Lance Lenore, who's 27 years old, has shown some good feet, but that's not going to be the answer. I I something tells me right now, my heart, it's it's between Blankenship and chip and Fayyad. Those guys are those guys are the two guys who are most intriguing to me at this point. Josiah Scott, by the way, second day in a row that he's been working uh, for a few drills as the second team safety at the expense of Jaquaski Tart. Uh, Josiah Scott, who was the second team nickel last year. Uh, still takes some reps there, but that's the one like position change that we've gotten to see over the course of camp. And so uh, that's that's one that I'm paying attention to Josiah Scott as he pushes for a roster spot.
2: Mm-hmm. Like uh, Scott.
1: The other thing that, that uh, do you think I think was... Dave
2: Caldwell watches Josiah Scott practice with, with pride, or do you think? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, that's his guy. He drafted him, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I I know the nugget that you want to say about Josiah Scott. Let's hear it.
2: What's the nugget I want to say about Josiah Scott?
1: Come on. What's the what's the one Josiah Scott nugget that's relevant to this football team and the coaching staff? Uh,
2: if if you tell me, uh,
1: I, all three favorite. of his brothers played
2: football at Mountain Union. Yes, I did know that. Yes, of course. Come Actually, on. I was listening uh, in the media room today. Um, when when Nick Sirianni was on WIP and he was, uh, you know, he was getting a hard time from Angelo Cataldi about the lack of tackling in practice. Right. And he said he never tackled in practice. And with any of the teams he, he coached at and in college, his teams, he, he spent five years at Mountain Union. They were 77, they were 67 and two and they never tackled to the ground. So I'll tell you what, if it works for Larry Karras, you know, it works for him. Players, not plays. Good deflection
1: Correct? on the fact that you didn't pick up on the Josiah Scott nugget. You, you took it and ran with it. Well, I, d- I didn't know.
2: Out. I mean, you're like the thing that. that yeah, that a
1: come lot on. Of- I, feel like, I feel like we should have been uh, simpatico on that. I feel like you could have picked that up. I thought I was lobbing you a softball.
2: There's a lot of information about Josiah Scott I, I, could, I could share with you, right? I
1: mean, okay, give me, the,
2: give me another piece of information. Uh, he went to Michigan State. I, I didn't know if that was something. He's from Ohio. I mean, he got drafted in the fourth round by the Jaguars, by yeah. Dave Caldwell. He got tested Eagles, very
1: well at the combine. Good athlete. The Eagles,
2: almost exact the measurements draft, really. to Avante Maddox. Um, yeah. The Eagles traded a draft pick for him. True. So, and based-
1: who else did they trade for him? They traded a draft pick and somebody, and a player. Can you? Two can you name that player?
2: This is amateur hour right now. Jamison Houston. <laughs>
1: Okay, oh, please. so this this you can do.
2: I'm not the asking. You, I'm not
1: asking you who a guy but, whose brother is on the team,
2: but this April, this April, when the Eagles, when Howie Roseman's doing his day three press conference, okay, do you think he he's he's gonna say? And during the sixth round, we we put on Josiah Scott film, and no, this was our sixth round pick, right? So just all like clapping. last
1: year, they they put on Kerry Vincent film and Tay Gallon <laughs> yes. film. Yes. Um, I was going to say something and I had it. So Taylor
2: I, Harper, I see in the chat, gave the seven habits. Okay.
1: Mm. Be proactive, number one. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Okay, so, so Britton Covey is going to Jeffrey Lurie with the end in mind being this guy's going to retire my number one dad. <laughs> uh, number three is put first things first. Okay. So first things first, introduce yourself to the owner. Uh, number four, think win-win. So says, the, win,
2: win-win.
1: the win-win here is either either I'm introducing myself as someone who's going to make the team or maybe there's a job in the front office for me if I don't make the team. Uh, number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood.
2: I love that one. That's the hmm. truth.
1: Jeffrey, what is it like owning an NFL football team?
2: You see, uh, I th- I think you, you 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 minimize Jeffrey Lurie to simply owning a football team. There's much more to Jeffrey Lurie than owning a football team.
1: Okay, what's it like to produce an Oscar-winning documentary? Uh, number six, synergize. Hmm? What do you think that means in this? What topic? do I
2: think uh, synergize in the context of him talking to Jeffrey Laurie or in the context of?
1: Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like corporate jargon to me. I'm not, you know, give me the. Give me what the actual advice here is.
2: That's working together with other people well, right? So
1: okay. Uh, number seven, sharpen the saw. The last one. I like that. That like that, that one ready? rings to me a little bit like the kind of thing that you would have let like, you know, gets your punter's foot injured in your locker room because you it sounds like you know, the the, the old Jaguars like keep chopping and the guy mm-hmm. chopped his foot. Remember that? It's kind of thing like you put a saw in the locker room, we got to keep sharpening our saw and then, you know, somebody accidentally hurts themselves.
2: It actually it makes me think of Sam Hinkey's resignation letter. Yeah, when he says if you if you give me x amount of days to cut down a tree, I'll spend x amount of days sharpening the axe. Right? So
1: one of the worst pieces of writing that there's ever been.
2: <laughs> I, I I I like that actually.
1: Why is that the, Moa, one of the worst That's pieces, where the Moa right? culpa comes from.
2: Why is that one of the worst pieces of writing?
1: Uh, I mean, give me a break.
2: <laughs> no, do no, give me a curious. break
1: with that thing. So self-involved.
2: <laughs> I I I like perspective. And, and by the way, I appreciate him having the longest view in the room. It was that approach that helped me win Super swordcasting
0: <laughs>
2: Okay, so
1: yeah, you're going to go move into your Munger building with no windows.
2: By the way, Charlie Munger was quoted very uh, high in, in in that letter. He was one of the uh, the first names mentioned.
1: Tells you all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was one other depth. Oh, no, this is what I was going to say. The uh, What I like about the, the offensive line, defensive line, one-on-ones, at this point, this is our third day of it now, is there is some there is some built in history and some context to the matchups. Like, uh, for instance, poor Jack Driscoll has been getting just dominated all week by Brandon Graham when they go up one on one, and like it's probably what you would expect. Um, Brandon Graham looks pretty good to me um, as he comes back from that Achilles, but you're talking about you know a second team right tackle, but Brandon Graham's been been having his way with him, and that continued today but there were some there were some like bounce back performances like the rep from the other day that had everybody ooing and eyeing, where Jordan Davis tossed Jack Anderson aside Jack Anderson came back and had a good rep against Davis today held him up um Davis actually did a little bit better against Jason Kelsey than he has uh the past reps pushed him back a little bit um Javon Hargrave and Landon Dickerson have had some good matchups, and Hargrave dusted him today. Uh, it was a pretty impressive rep and a bad one for Dickerson. Raven Clark was getting killed, um, as you would probably expect. And uh, I think that was about the, the headlines that you, you should know. But, but it, it's it's fun to see like uh, the bigger picture. And it's why I talk about those first couple of days of, of camp. You can't get, get too high, too low. But now the fuller picture is forming of, of how these guys are doing.
2: Uh, I'm 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 going to give you three players here, rank most snaps this season. Ooh, a or store or rank. Snaps this season from most the least, okay? Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick.
1: That's a good question. I'm going to say Sweat one, Reddick two, Graham three.
2: That's what I thought too. And I was speaking to someone on the sideline today who said he expects Brandon Graham to play the most among the DNs. And that really surprised me. That opinion. He just said Graham's the like the uh, the best one. And That's interesting. I, I don't know now, if I view it that way.
1: The case there is that Graham is the only one who can play on the line, in when they go when they go with those three four looks. He can be that uh, that four eye technique that everybody likes to talk about. Um, whereas Sweat and Reddick are going to have to rotate a little bit more. Now Reddick is being paid the most. Right. So you would think that they would want him on the field the most. But I think that I, I for, for whatever reason, I, I lean, I lean sweat. Although I guess he, you know, Me he's too. got a bit of an injury history. But yeah. I, and also, I think they're going to try to take it easy on Graham to some degree. Like I would be surprised I, if he plays. I'm that also game.
2: skeptical how much he plays on, on the interior. I mean, they have four guys who, who they're going to want to get playing time to uh, on those interior spots. Um, if they're giving Graham, you know, a decent amount of snaps inside, that, that surprises me.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, let's take a little break. One more word from our sponsor. Come back, answer some questions from the chat. And uh, did you want to do a mock press conference, Zach?
2: I, I think given the time, let's just take the questions from the chat. We can save wow, the mock press conference for a different – Oh, we have Look, no, – have...
1: okay. I'm sorry. We're bothering you. Go ahead, dude. There must be some Phillies news you got to get to. Bo, I'm
2: saying – we... Oh, D.
1: Gregorius got pseudo released.
2: He did get released, but I'm saying it is August 4th right now. The first game is on September 11th. Okay, let's let's uh, you know let's pace ourselves. We don't need to use all of the segments up on a on the yeah, second hour. The though,
1: you know, there's no, no need to save it. You know, we'll always
2: find something else. <laughs> we have reader comments. We will get to those after the break.
0: All
1: right, Bo, Marissa, Zach, back on Burns of friends. Uh, Zach, let's go to the z uh Pop Culture Corner. Let's let's think oh, about. Uh, I, I actually I, sh- I meant to prepare this and I didn't, so let me just think of somebody.
2: Does Marissa uh, have have music for this? Oh, you goodness. do. I... She's the best, Marissa. Ooh, <laughs> I like this. <laughs>
1: It's, 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 it's. Zach, do you know who Avicii
2: is? Yes, uh, Chip Kelly used to play him at practice all the oh. time. Oh, yes. Uh, that <laughs> what that a good song. Reason to know. Yeah, well, because uh, I mean, I would not have stuff. guessed
1: that you knew that.
2: Yeah, because well, when Chip Kelly brought music to practice, I would pull up Shazam on my phone. And I would tweet out the playlist, right? Yeah, so
1: this was a big deal in the beginning of the Chip Kelly yes. era, knowing and exactly what the they used to have were, that right?
2: song, like wake me up when it's all right. That's nice. a feature, right? Good yeah. So, yeah. So I remember that really well from the Chip Kelly era.
1: Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. We go to number two, Zach, do you know who Zelda is?
2: Uh, something with video games or yeah but I, I i don't know who is it like a purple dra- uh, like a, a purple princess or something
1: yeah i would have let you just have it at <laughs> okay. the video game okay. i'm going to give you half credit there yeah not a okay. purple princess but
2: okay
3: in Zack's defense, that's all i know too
1: yeah i, I wouldn't expect games. you to know more but i figured after wario we'd go back to the to the video game well okay. that was good all right you're doing a good job today uh let's close it with Uh, Do you know who, how about, uh, oh, that's just a good area. How about uh, Julie Brown? The writer? (laughs) No.
2: Oh. Um, There's a writer named Julie Brown, I believe.
1: Uh, I'm going for downtown Julie Brown. Do you know who that is? No,
2: no. But isn't there a White House reporter named Julie Brown? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, but it might be a, a touch before. Time. I'm going for MTV. I, VJ. I do not know
3: that either. So I did not know that either, Zach.
1: Were you a TRL guy, Zach? Uh. What is no. TRL?
2: That was the show on MTV. Um. That was Wait, on you re- when, Marissa. You really don't know TRL?
3: No, I this know. Is, I was asking no. Zach. Well you're asking Zach? Oh, asking Zach. oh. yeah. yeah. No, I of course I, mean, I know what TRL yeah. is. Although well, it was like a little early. Well, thing, a little bit. I had older. I had older cousins, so yeah.
2: That's what the girls were watching in middle school, right? Back when I was in middle school, right? When, when we were in middle school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it had to be just girls.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, No, you, you'd be on AIM and, and, and you'd you know, be talking about What was your screen name? The, uh, Philly Boy 6. <laughs> and, his, and his burner was
1: I-L-V-J-L-H.
2: <laughs> no. No, but I, I mean, I was fairly transparent about that. I didn't need a burner for that one. <laughs>
1: Uh, to Panga for life. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get to the chats. Uh, questions. Getting a bird in edge wise. Uh, let us know if you have questions uh, about what's been going on at camp. Zach. Um,
3: we do have a do you... question about who came up with Dick Rod, because apparently <laughs> there's some controversy over that. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, so... I came up with it. I invented it. That's <laughs> end of story. No. no and the chat saying did. Kemsky
3: did. Yes. No. Yes. That, that he says on his pod that. He came up with Dick Rod.
2: No way.
3: <laughs> we may have to get him that. No on way.
2: <laughs> not a chance. Does Richard Rogers know about his nickname from you?
1: I mean, it's not a hard leap to make. It's, it's, no, I'm but su- I'm saying, I'm sure that someone Richard in Rogers- Green Bay called him Dick Rod at one point, but I'm, I feel I pretty really confident that, that I was. I really was, don't I, know if that's the case. I was first, I was first uh, to the well with, with Dick Rod.
2: Well, do you know what, wait, Rich Hill's nickname is? dick hill no. so oh yes uh dick mountain dick mountain dick dick mountain they, on yeah, that's the right. player on the player nickname week that they had he wore mountain on the back of his jersey
3: um we that's got a good. comment in the chat that says packers fans came up with it, uh, so it says no packers fans okay. came up with it oh i thought it was saying no packers fans yeah, yeah no
1: comment that. there tough to oh. read <laughs>
3: We'll, we'll ask that commenter to, to clarify if there should be a comma there.
1: Okay. Uh, we actually, doesn't seem like we have a lot of questions. <laughs> so.
2: Now, here's one from, uh, from Coleman Roush. <clears throat> I hope I'm saying the name correctly, Coleman. Any thoughts on how splitting the, the DN coaching off from DT has been going? Uh, so I'll talk about the idea because it makes sense, you know, and uh, hearing someone behind the scenes explain it, it yeah, the, the way Perfect. they're using – they're overhang players. Okay. So the overhang players are essentially the DN slash outside linebackers. It's different than the way they're using their interior spots. So if you have X amount of time in meetings, if you're sitting in a meeting and Tracy Rocker is talking about, uh, you know, the four eye technique, right? Well, well, that doesn't apply to Hassan Reddick, or that doesn't apply. It shouldn't apply to, you know, Josh. I'm on Swett. I mean, Josh yeah. Yeah. Josh Sweat was, uh, was pretty honest. He hopes he's not playing that spot this year. Right. So, yeah. So point being that, uh, I, I, I like it. I'm all about efficiency. Right. And I, I I think that sometimes there is a validity to learning other spots. Right. I mean, if I was a player, I'd be interested in, in, you know, hearing other meetings just, just to see the way they're coached, maybe something I can take to my game, but it is true. There's a finite amount of time and, if you can better allocate your time this way, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, and they don't exclusively meet separately. I think yeah. there are times when they are, are all together. Um, I'm curious, like, if there is a guy like Brandon Graham who who is going to be moonlighting as a, as a 4 i if he needs to, to spend time with Rocker, but uh, I'm sure they have that taken care of. I mean, I, so, I do think we, we talked about it in the spring, but, like, it is just funny, the dynamic of, you know the arc of Brandon Graham's career. Now he's now his position coach is the son of the guy who yep. like almost ruined his career at the beginning <laughs> in his mind. Yeah. Um, but he told the story of, of, uh, you know, uh, burying the hatchet with, with Jim Hashburn or Jim Hashburn, Jim, Jim Washburn Jim. with uh, on a, on a trip to Nashville with, with Derek Barnett.
2: So any special. Here. So, so this is from Khalif Steel and, and I want to say Khalif I, I really appreciate you. We really appreciate you. I see you in, uh, in the chat every week. Or every day, and I appreciate your had some photo shops in the Ospreys. Yeah, yeah, your your loyal audience. Any special team takeaways, or 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 do y'all not get a ton of looks at that in camp? Uh, so I'll, I'll be honest with you they they don't have as many special teams periods as say Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly had a lot of special teams periods. Romeo um, Cornell at
1: the Shrine Game,
2: and yeah, and the uh, the time. Thank you, Khalif. Um, the uh, for the, the time, audio listeners. See. I believe says he pronounced his name correctly. Yes. Which which is not often the case with me, as we know. Um, the uh the time that they spend, there aren't that many, it's it's not really coverage, right? And the other thing with special teams, and I, I'm sure if we had Michael Clay on, he would tell us this that those coaches don't really know who their special teams guys are until the 53 is set, right? You know, this time of year, they're working with different combinations and they don't know. Who's going to be the core special teamer? So actually, one thing that we can sometimes do in preseason games is look at who the first team special teams of, of players are, because those are guys that could be a good indication for back of roster spots. Um, but uh, there hasn't really been anything in camp that would suggest this guy is going to be good on special teams. And also, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, Bo, but I was thinking about this today. They haven't had had many. Uh, field goal kicking periods in training camp this summer. That's true, which is interesting.
1: That is true. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, it's a hard it's a hard thing to judge when it's not live. Like maybe even more than other things. I feel um, they did have their yeah their their big special teams period today was on uh, short field punting. They had some guys practicing downing the balls and uh, Aaron Sipos punting, and that's the thing that he's actually good at. If you if you uh, listen to our puntalytics Defop friends, uh, Aaron Sipas was was one of the better short field punters in the league last year, but was towards the very bottom in open field punting, and I think that's what matters more, um, open field punting. But Sipos did have some nice kicks today.
2: So Elliot Short Parks, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. He he, I was talking to him on the sideline about this question during special teams period. If you were to field 100 punts, how many would you catch?
1: Are they open field or short? Just was a mixed a mixed subset. Open
2: field. Now I mm. was saying that it would probably need. What to did Elliott be like, say? A hundred. Uh, I forget what he said. He actually he he was, uh, he was pointing out the the potential difficulty in it based on the way the ball is, is coming in. Um, and I I was kind of, I mean, this isn't like an apples for apples thing. I was thinking about shagging flies, right? Like like growing, you know growing up, I mean I, I was an outfielder uh starting in in high school, in, in middle school, high school. And uh like I would shag flies all day, right? And enjoyed it. Um flex. No, I mean that that's a that's a fun you know, that if, any outfielder likes that and, and and uh um but obviously this so I, I feel like the, the tracking I'd be pretty good at, right? Like uh, you know I I think if you're not an outfielder, you wouldn't know that like your first step needs to be back sometimes, right? Um, but uh, that said, the way the ball comes in might be a challenge, and then the other part too is I got to admit I'd probably want to do it like five times over twenty days, as opposed. To, I, I feel like after a hundred, you know, it's it's going to start hurting your chest, right? It's going to start hurting your arms.
1: Well, are you fully fully suited up? helmet and every and yeah. pads and everything?
2: I would imagine it's harder to catch with with pads on. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so but that's part of the deal, right?
2: Yeah. So so I didn't get it. So, uh so I I don't know the answer, but you
1: What is your answer? Are, what, what did you say?
2: Well, I, I I first I was probably a little on the on, on the high end and then I thought about these these nuances and I got to say like, you know, I've played catch a lot, but I've I don't think I've fielded punts before. So uh, it's hard for me to say. I, I I don't know. I actually have to field punts a few times to get a sense of how I would do at it. Have uh, you ever fielded a punt?
1: Yeah, but it's been a while, and not from an NFL punter. Like, it's a no, it's, a, ju- it's a Let's say a animal. jugs machine,
2: like, but not the Green Bay Packers jugs machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. ATG19534 says Bo would catch 12. Zach would catch three and defer the rest until next week. Compound interest, man. I like it.
1: Smart. Uh, Yeah, I think I'd catch between uh, 91 and 93.
2: (laughs) Not surprised you think that.
1: (laughs) No, I would not. I don't know the answer. Um, Somebody asked if Carson Strong threw some uh, ducks again today, and he did. He, he had it. one
2: really bad pass. It was a really was like bad
1: the, throw the into double guys. coverage, yeah. like just yeah. heaved up a just a total duck of a prayer, um, and it should have been intercepted. But there were like two defenders there to to bat it away. Uh, and Reed Reidsonet made a nice play, um, uh, scrambling to his left, and Carrick Wheatfall found his way open downfield, and Reed Sinet made a made the completion and was very excited. Said he said, uh, "Good s." Carrick was was very proud. The the if if we're going just by how they've performed <clears throat> over the first five practices, uh, or six practices, Reed Sinet has been way better than Carson Strong. Uh, not even close.
2: I would agree, but I think the preseason will be a better indication there.
1: And I I would I would guess that Reed Sinet will be better there too. We'll see. Uh,
2: Carson Strong is Sinet not
1: quite point. at Clayton Thor Cl- Clap and Thorpin levels, but he's more Carson weak than anything else at this point.
2: Let me ask you this. Do you think it's important for them to carry three quarterbacks?
1: Let me ask you this. Do you give me any credit for identifying based off of just the rookie chopped that Carson strong was not going to be good? No,
2: I don't give you any credit for that. None. No, no. I think sometimes you, you jump, yeah, you have to see more nuance.
1: No, but I think it was. I think that was the whole. That was the whole shebang right there. That was that gave away everything. That's all I we needed to know. A bit of
2: a, I of hope you don't take this the wrong way. I feel like you're a bit of a cooking snob,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? No, seriously. But like, that wasn't a cooking thing. It was about. It was about the. It was yeah, about garlic
2: bread. No. Your yeah, was it was the, the force bread.
1: of. It wasn't about what he was choosing. It was about not having the force of personality as a quarterback, a leader of men, the guy in the huddle. To be able to convince a couple guys who are in their young 20s to serve some garlic bread? Where, what
2: are we doing? Where's the leadership? <laughs> <laughs> this was Marissa on the chat, says, takes me and a cooking snob. The takes me I, I meant as a compliment. The cooking no, snob. <laughs> yes, I did. The cooking snob, I meant as it was intended. You may not have I, meant whoa. it as you meant it. But oh, yeah. you... No, the cooking snob, I could see you if, if like in the kitchen being like, Oh, you're using that spice right now? You know, you're
3: <laughs> yeah. I
2: don't that's think how... that's I
1: don't think that's <laughs> yeah. entirely unfair.
2: Yeah.
3: Wow, okay.
1: I don't think I, I wouldn't think of myself as a snob, but I wouldn't be rude about it, but I, I see where you're coming from. I, I can I understand like, your perspective there.
2: I feel like if you cook dinner for somebody and they ask for ketchup, you'd be really insulted.
1: Well, if that were the case, I would be insulted every night because both of my children are dying for <laughs> ketchup with every that's
2: meal. That's true. That's true. My my children basically eat chicken nuggets with ketchup, right? Like ketchup yeah. is the meal. And then Jane nuggets.
1: is like she she's yeah. like taking <laughs> fistfuls of ketchup and she's like she'll dip she'll dip something in the ketchup, eat the ketchup off and not take a bite of the thing and just keep doing that with the dip. Like what are we doing, woman?
2: And yeah. so yeah. I am a
1: bit of a snob to her
2: about that, probably. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm so, but, but seriously, the mm. I I I mean this cuz it's been a a, a week now. takesman thing i i meant that you're someone who has opinions that it was a compliment in that regard i did not mean hot takes
1: listen uh most of the time you can come clean and uh i'm just joking with you i remain i remain offended by this and i will continue to be offended
2: all right fair enough (laughs) um
1: all right no practice tomorrow zach so you got your friday off what's your plan for tomorrow are you going to be listening to like eight podcasts or are you going to be reading four books
2: what's the what's on the docket um well i i have we have a meeting in the morning that is on my calendar okay there is a story that i've been writing that i'm hoping to spend some time on i i yeah i am gonna have a, a little bit of time to myself and then my wife and i are, are gonna go out to dinner tomorrow night so that Very will nice. be our uh friday
3: Good way to spend a no practice Friday. Yes, thank you.
2: Yep, thank you.
3: Emily deserves that.
2: Oh yes, she 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 does deserve it, and she will let me know that she
3: does. <laughs> How are you spending your no practice Friday, Bo?
1: Good question. Um, I mean, I got some work to do. I used my day off yesterday to to get some uh, uh, picture hanging done around the house. That was good. Long time coming, so that was productive. I felt like I really got something done. Tomorrow, um, I don't know. I think I might like to try to work a nap in there at some point. If I'm being, if I'm being, uh... I'm not a napper. It's hard, it's
3: hard that's hard. Zach's face to... was great. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, nap.
1: It's <laughs> been a while What's since uh, it's it's the 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 camp has been uh, hectic that I haven't gotten on the uh, on the old Peloton in a few days. I gotta get gotta get back to that tomorrow. That's that's ex- something I'm
2: excited about. And uh, I don't know. That's about it. That's about it. If if anyone's looking for anything to read tomorrow, there's a story coming out on uh Art McNally, uh, the uh first on field official who is going who who's going into the Hall of Fame. And uh for our listeners, Art McNally is a Philadelphia native, right? I believe he went to Roman Catholic. He he lived in Philly when he's been working it, or or during the time he was he was working in the NFL or the Philly area. So uh that is coming out tomorrow morning and Please check that out.
1: Why are you laughing? I look forward to reading it. Uh, it's late in the podcast, and I was thinking to myself that if you um, took the first two letters of his hometown and added it to his name, his, he would be Fart McNally.
2: <laughs> That's what you thought about? Okay. <laughs> that did not make the story, by the yeah. way. Um, that, that did not make the story.
1: But it's true. You, you do acknowledge.
2: I suppose. What do you guys Marissa, what's
1: what's your? Marissa, what are you uh, doing tomorrow? In your house, in your house, Zach, with the kids, what's your like euphemism for fart? Uh,
2: so it's interesting you ask that. My uh, <laughs> my in laws will like like they I, I don't throw out my in laws here, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, they use the word two. So they they say two. Yeah, I I just say fart, and it's it's like a oh, point of because the kids. So there we say toot.
0: Okay. Yeah. We do so
2: two. I think that, that I I think now my in-laws listen to the podcast. Okay, So um, they, I, I think they, they want our kids to say toot. And then when I'm driving with the kids and I I, I drive into school during the school year and there's a song on Spotify, <laughs> there's a song on Spotify. Um, it's the fart joke song. And okay. we listen to that. <laughs> you listen to that. You listen to that. Yes, and it's like uh, it's like they they think that they're like really getting away with something bad listening to the song <laughs> because they did so. In any event, uh, that's that, that's when I I know we're speaking too much here when I I, I give that away. But yeah, we've we've listened to that song and they think it's like the funniest thing. Anything that's with brilliant. that word, anything with that word, they think is funny.
1: Well, it's hard to argue with that.
2: They're five and three, so this is yeah. That's that's their will. And aspect.
1: so, what what about Emily? Would does does she does she side with her parents or does she side with her husband? Usually, her parents. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't blame uh, her for that either.
1: <laughs> that's a good. I think that's a good way to end the show. Um, Wait, so. we
3: don't want to do a Noah Syndergaard scouting report for tonight, real quick, Zach.
2: Oh it's, yeah, so big one, <laughs> and I mean big day for the Phillies. They they. They cut Didi as as Bo says. They got Thor on on the mound here. Big series coming up for the Phillies. So uh, make sure you read all of Matt Gelb's coverage. Matt Gelb, of course, our athletic writer, and uh, for the Phillies. And it's an exciting time right now. Nationals are not very good. So uh, this is uh, this this should be a series. The Phillies should take some wins.
1: I'm sorry, I wasn't uh, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. We're- I said the
2: Nationals are not very good. That's, a, that's 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 well,
1: I'm sorry. You were you were talking about uh, Jason Worth or something
2: <laughs> No, Yeah, I was. So anyways, uh, we will be back on Saturday, I believe, for an audio only pod. And uh, we're talking this out here, but I imagine no pod on Sunday because the Eagles have a prime time practice. And then uh, we'll be back next week for game week, game week, preseason game against the New York Jets. Can't wait.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe we get Zach uh, on the pod. Zach Rosenblatt, Zach Rose- yeah. Rosa, yep. our new yeah. Jets, yeah. uh, new Jets writer, writer,
2: former Eagles writer.
3: Yeah, Marissa.
1: Marissa works with a Zach, a Zach, a Zach, and a Zach.
3: All spelled differently.
1: All spelled differently.
3: And I don't think I've made the mistake yet of calling, spelling it, you know, wrong for each person. But now I probably just jinxed myself. But yeah, had a great call with Zach Rosenblatt today uh, for the Jets podcast. We're gonna ramp back up and. uh I'm sure he would love to come on. I'm gonna volunteer him to come on this podcast. So can't wait. I think
1: I think early on in Birds of Friends, uh, Zach's uh, time, we we had these Zach versus Zach discussion, the CH versus the CK. But how would you stork rank Hmm. the three other ones that are not yours? So how Z A C K, Z A C, and Z A K?
2: How would you stork rank? Well, I mean, to me, there's like CH, and there's everything else. Um, but, but I
3: would say that's what how I would like if yeah. you were saying someone's name is Zach and I don't know how to spell it, that would be my initial way to spell it. Z-A-C-H.
2: Well, so the K, I don't like the K. Oh, yeah. What about reason. Zach?
1: Which is also yeah. pronounced
2: Zachary. But but that's not his name's not Zachary, right? So Zach yeah, is short for Zachary. Zachary spelled Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y. Unless you spell it Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y, I don't know why you would turn that H to a K, right? The the shortened. You know, the shortened part of the name is Z A C H. Uh, so I suppose I would rank Z A C or uh mm-hmm. and then Zach the K's there in
3: Zic, Because
2: that's technically still still part of this. Now the the technicality is some people spell Zachary Z A C K A R Y. I don't know many of them, but if you spell it that way, you can shorten it to Z A C K.
3: Yeah, that's, so that's, that's number that's two. Zach So you're going...
1: So Zach Kiefer is at the bottom of your list, then? Z-A-K. Z-A-K.
2: Well, Zach Kiefer's not at the bottom of any of my lists. Zach Kiefer's outstanding. So, I mean, to be honest with you, when I read Zach Kiefer's writing, sometimes I wish I spelled mine (laughs) Z-A-K. you know, just just to get someone that to rub off on me. That's good.
1: All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Zach Berman and Elijah and uh charlie munger and marissa i'm beau thanks for listening we'll talk to you on saturday and as always
3: good luck